Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. When everyone is done debating back and forth on whether or not my curves are appropriate or inappropriate. Should having body yaddy yaddy get you fired? We go in the comments to weigh in on the policing of black women's curves at the workplace. Thomas Q. Jones slides into the BGS house, bringing all the sexy. I like it when you move your things around. This high value man reveals what men really want in a woman. For men, a lot of times we don't even realize that we're moving from a situationship to a relationship. And he kept it all the way real. Me time. Plus, I get in some me time with funny man Kevin Hart. It's not just for you, girl. And it's giving big energy with my girl Lotto at the VMAs. While DJ Khaled preached a sermon on the black carpet. They ain't believing us. God did. Revolt TV did. All that and more on tonight's edition of Black Girl Stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, we tap into the meaning of brotherhood with Thomas Q. Jones. Things get hilarious with Kevin Hart, and we find religion with Regina Hall. The deck is stacked tonight. Yeah, we've got a first dive in the comments with a hot and heavy debate on body shaming at the workplace. A voluptuous New Jersey art teacher is catching all sorts of backlash from Instagram users for her curvy curriculum. In an Instagram post, she addresses parents for body shaming and threatening her job. Let's hear what the teacher had to say. Hey, when everyone is done going, you know, debating back and forth on whether or not my curves are appropriate or inappropriate to exist on this planet Earth, I need you guys to do me a quick favor. Research shortage, teacher shortage. Okay? Look that up. When you look that up, then go back and leave a comment. Once you understand that our educational system is still recovering from these last few years of nonsense. Keep that in mind when you're trying to get somebody out of their job. <laughs> wow. Okay. Some good points there, but we gotta take it to what's getting everybody so hot and bothered, Akila. Well, for real, the comments were commenting this week, especially <laughs> okay. in response to her video. Yeah. One user said, it's not her curves for me, it's the inappropriate clothing. And if the kids wanted to go looking for her page, they would see their teacher popping that butt and other sexual things you would do to get attention from men. They went on to say, I mean, it's not like it's her natural body. 
She chose mm -hmm. to get a body like that, being an educator, so she's got to deal with the backlash. Wow, there's so much to unpack here, first yes. of all, <laughs> and before we even touch on attire, I think we have to start a conversation about what an educator's body is even supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. I mean, ladies, what's considered a professional body type? Well, I don't think that there's a such thing as a professional body type, but I think that you should know that when you go to get certain mm -hmm. augmentations done to your body, that certain stigmas are going to come along with that. As a curvy, naturally curvy woman with hips, I have often wanted to get things done like a BBL, mm -hmm. but I knew if I went out and got a BBL, guess what? I'm going to get way more attention. I'm going to be typecasted when I go out for certain roles, and so I can't go get those augmentations and then feel a certain way when people put you in a certain class. You gotta know what you're asking for when you do certain things. Now, I'm all here for girls doing what you wanna do to your body, but just know, I do feel like that's not the <laughs> body that a teacher should be having. So you think that, I don't know if she, her body's augmented, right. but let's just say for the sake of argument that I it is, do you feel that she should have not chosen a profession in education then? I think, first of all, because I, y'all know I have worked in a strip club, so I can see <laughs> a BBL a mile yeah, away. Okay. I definitely think that sis is augmented. Mm -hmm. You know, she's done, gone under the knife, and I like it. She looks mm -hmm. amazing. She she's yeah, gorgeous she's from head to toe, and I'm not taking that away from that, but I do think that it is a little distracting for a five-year-old or a fifth grader to be in a classroom with yeah. her because I have a nephew and he already look at me and I'm his TT. And he be wow. like, I be having like, I'm your auntie, not your woman. Man. And you are naturally <laughs> curvy. Let's talk about even auditioning for this job. Mm -hmm. When we first came, yes. I think about the respect that we came in because even though we're allowed to be authentically ourselves and now we can wear and dress how we want to dress, mm -hmm. but we still have to keep it respectable. Tell them what you wore for the audition. Yeah, when I <laughs> came in, I had on a pantsuit. I was bummed okay. to the top because well, I didn't know. Wait a second, because I, I feel like we mm. trying to say a lot of things about what homegirl is wearing, but in a lot of her photos, she really is covered up. Fully. In, in the classroom, mm -hmm. at least. Covered yeah. up fully, exactly. But I would agree with you in the saying that all bodies are professional, mm -hmm. but if you have more of a curvaceous figure, whether bought or, you mm -hmm. know, just homegrown, you do need to be more conscious of how you show up in the world. And that's, and that's all not, I'm saying. And that's it. Because Brie right. is naturally curvy. Mm -hmm. I'm curvy. I got a lot of ass, mm -hmm. and I'm still not taking back shots yes. in the church. Right. This, yeah. time, this goes to time mm -hmm. in a place. Time and place, but and it also requires self-discipline. I feel like yes. we're in a world where it's kind of like everyone wants to be praised for being unique, for mm -hmm. stepping out the box, but we don't want the cons that come with it. And oftentimes, if you know you look a little more, you know, snatched and voluptuous and curvy, beautiful. Do your thing in your five to nine life. But right. in nine mm -hmm. to five, exactly. you gotta show up in the way that you wanna be addressed. Well, can I, I, I disagree because, you know, this is something that I was body shamed for when I worked on the news in Dallas, mm -hmm. Texas. It was this viral global moment where a woman told me that I looked like I was a size 16, 18 trying to fit into a dress size six. Mm -hmm. Chance the Rapper got a hold of it and commented, nice. well, thank you. But it was this huge thing and it brought a lot of attention to my TV station and what a lot of people don't realize is all of that public support I was getting, I wasn't getting the same thing in-house at the TV station, mm. all right? My news director at the time actually hired a wardrobe specialist to try to completely change the way that I dressed after publicly supporting me, right? There were times where I'd post, let's say, a bikini picture with pants on, completely wholesome, and I'd be threatened with my job saying, Demetria, you're an anchor, you can't wear things mm. like that. Where there are other people, white women, skinnier than me, more traditional European standard yes. of beauty, yes 
who were anchors who were getting away with wearing swimsuits, doing yoga in swimsuits in Tulum. All sorts wow. of frivolous behavior. But it was Demetria, <laughs> the me. black it's woman, Tulum. it was Demetria, the black woman, who was criticized and threatened with her job because of this. And oh. I, I just don't agree. I feel that this woman has been fully clothed. Mm -hmm. I agreed with you on that, Akilah, but yeah, I, and you clothed. have to be conscious, but I feel that we have to address this double standard because if she was white or if she had a flatter bum or less breasts, I don't think people would be having an issue I, with well, her. I think, Demetria, you look amazing in that outfit, right? But I would have to disagree. I think that being on a professional job or more conservative positions like teachers mm -hmm. or news anchors, you have to accept the responsibility that comes along with that. I personally, as a media personality, always told my mother and everybody growing up, I did not want to be a news anchor. I did not want to go into traditional journalism because I know that I'm not a conservative person. So I feel like what we, what you were wearing there is more acceptable, acceptable. for a talk show like this. But when you come to going to being a doctor or a teacher right. or being a but journalist, right. what if I you told have to be you, more conservative. What if I told you that dress that I was wearing, another white anchor wore the same thing mm -hmm. and was told nothing. I believe it. And she never received that criticism. Well, there are different. times, yeah. right, but I think that for that, there's a double standard and there's nothing wrong with having a more curvaceous figure. Mm -hmm. I look at this teacher, like I said, fully clothed. I think that it's okay if you want to go augment your body. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not something that's that fine. I've done, but I mm -hmm. think that everyone is entitled to it, and I don't think that because you have a big booty or some big breasts, mm -hmm. that makes you unprofessional. And so I have to ask you, Brie, do you feel that this New Jersey teacher is unprofessional? I feel like what she was wearing is not necessarily Well, look at what she's wearing, though. Break it down. This situation is very sensitive. It's because children mm -hmm. are involved. Yes. When children are involved, it's mm -hmm. very different. You have young minds. They, I, honestly, if I saw this picture and the kid wasn't in it and you asked me was she the teacher or the substitute teacher, I would say, substitute or want to... See, let me tell you. You have to dress a certain way to get respect. If the president went and gave a speech in some gray sweatpants, we would be like, and you know what I'm saying? You have to dress a certain way. And I, I love her. I think she's beautiful. Yes. I think she can wear whatever but, she wants to wear, but I'm just saying, be mindful that you are curvy. It's a responsibility that comes with being a bad bitch. She's wearing what I think you should wear as an art mm -hmm. teacher, to be honest. I think there's a little more leeway even yeah. within no, professions. Back in the day, our art teachers within, were wearing little jumpsuits you know, jump and I, all My mom is an art teacher. And it's it's interesting. I mean, you get to be a little bit more casual because the job yeah. gets a bit messy. But I think looking at this, I think for somebody who's very curvaceous, and I think we could all relate to this, it's very difficult to find clothing that even fits you because it's just now that the clothing industry is even acknowledging different figures. It's not so much about what she's wearing. Mm -hmm. To me, it was the pictures yeah. on social the media, the back shot. You have yeah. kids that are in a you you your butt is facing mm -hmm. the camera and their children's <laughs> yeah, faces. Yeah. You should have a fence if you want to post yeah. these sexy or make two pictures. pictures. Yes. One for your yes. teacher, page one. So I have a question for you mm -hmm. ladies. If you had a child, because I'm a mother, mm -hmm. would you allow your child to stay in her classroom? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying fire her, because I say, let's take it back a step. <laughs> First off, let's check the kids' academic scores. They could be passing with flying colors, right. okay? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life and is made to last. Plus, with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code WA23.
Okay. But if they are, I say she shouldn't get fired. Just give her the chance because there is a shortage to dress differently. Not even but there if is your kids was in the class and you saw the back of your kid head in her ass right beside it, how would you feel? I Just would ask. be very I would offended. Be I would be upset because there are photos being taken of my child. Don't, my even if you put a little heart emoji over that, mm -hmm. I see my son's brain mm -hmm. sticking right. out and I don't like it. It's about children. And if my child was in the yeah. class, I want him to academically learn I just and don't exceed. Think that fully, I'm talking yeah. about the learning. Mm -hmm. I'm not yeah. talking about, I don't care what she got so on. So what about her clothing is stopping your child from learning? She, not the pictures, baby, I'm not the pictures. Thirst trap, baby, yeah. I'm thirst trap queen, mm -hmm. okay? You feel me? <laughs> I'm all, I know what a thirst trap is. Mm -hmm. It's when you turn to the back and you do like this, okay? You hit up with a little, you know what I'm saying? A little number like this. Well, Tori, no, that's fine. You're talking about the professionalism of social media, right? You're talking about the pictures she's posted. Social media is a resume. No, I know that, but listen, the clothing. When you go for a job, what do they ask you? What's your social media? They don't even ask these days. They that's really your go resume. Stop playing. They no, no, no. But in the classroom, because we're talking about social media, but this yes. is a different thing. Just what she's wearing, some people have had an issue with. True. So my thing is, is this: if your kid was in the classroom, pictures aside, let's say none of those were posted, would you be okay with your child being taught by a woman who dressed like that? That's the question. I, I would be totally okay with it. One, she was wearing this long pleated like mm -hmm. A-line dress, yeah. a turtleneck. She was, she was fine. I think the blouse and the skinny jeans, you could have found some flares. And with button-up blouses on more curvy women, we hear that there's a lot of problems with getting the buttons together. So I think in that one, it's questionable mm -hmm. for the for the most part. I would totally accept it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, we're not tearing her apart. I don't want mm -hmm. her to hear this conversation and no, think that we're breaking yeah. her down, because I don't think you should get fired at all. No. Right. I do mm -hmm. feel like there's a little bit of back shots going on. You feel mm -hmm. me? And like, there's maybe a... just take a picture from the front and hold the mm -hmm. thing up. And you could take the back shots on the finster, baby. Make a finster. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. Hold another page. My problem was with the environment. Like okay. I said, I think there's a time and a place for things. I'm not going to wear the same mm -hmm. thing I will wear to church mm -hmm. that I will wear to the club. I feel like pick and choose wisely. You know you teaching mm -hmm. a limited school kids, you have to yeah. meet their parents, you have to engage yes. with different type of um, people, so you need to make sure your clothes are a little looser. Or, or, or be private. Or, or be private on it, social media. I just think when you live that way in this, like, state of fear of being judged, I, I think that you kind of... Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's very restricting. Well, sexual harassment does exist. Kids could do something. It could bring her attention that she's really not looking for. Yeah. We're really trying to save her. All right. I mean, this conversation's got us hot and bothered, but we got to move on. Coming up next, Kevin Hart and DJ Khaled take on the Kennedy Chronicles. But before we get to that, we got to go to our girl Lizzo, the queen of body positivity and dumping those double standards. Like a hot Cheeto. Okay, what is going on? It's Huck. He's always got me doing stupid shit. We gotta do this together. It's always something crazy. I just feel like this is too much. I'll see you later. Sonny, I'm doing it. Open your arms like a starfish. Starfish came back. I told you you could do it. I love you, Huck. I love you, Huck. Oh my God. I don't do that. I need y'all to be in the Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was the one and only Kevin Hart getting in some me time with his co-star Mark Wahlberg in their new Netflix buddy comedy. Our very own Kennedy Rue is here with how they spun this comedic gold. Welcome back to the house, Kennedy girl. Hello, hey, ladies. Thank you for having me. I have some fun treats for you yes. and fun Ooh. conversations. As you know, I talked to Kevin and Mark Wahlberg, and they gave me all the tea on their relationship and their movie Me Time. Oh, yeah. 
love the premise of the movie, though, Kennedy, because they're talking about stay-at-home dads who oftentimes get no respect whatsoever. Yes. And it's a, it's a serious thing, and it's a really relevant conversation, but I love mm -hmm. that they're approaching it from a standpoint of comedy, because yeah. yeah, once true. you can laugh true. at it, we can really talk about true. it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and speaking about laughing at it, they talk about me time, mm -hmm. and I, I know a lot of women, we think of me time as relaxing, oh, Spridays, right. Right. but here they are yeah. jumping off on the cliff. <laughs> like, exactly. tell us about how they redefine me time in this movie. He was talking to me about what it meant for him to maybe occupy that space in real life. Mm -hmm. He talked to me about his wife and her role in the house and how mm -hmm. he couldn't touch what she does for their family. Exactly. But he said if he was a stay-at-home dad, he would definitely be funny. Okay. Let's take a look at this clip. Okay. I want to dive right in with you guys because you guys play best friends in this movie. How close are you in real life or did the movie help to kind of solidify your relationship more? It's a great question. We've been friendly for a while, but I couldn't get him to, to do any movies right. with me until until right. this one came. Okay, well, I think been my, he's say. been in my home. He's never invited me to his house. It seems like a little tension. There's no tension, no. but I think what he's trying to say is, of course, we've known each other. I want to be close. Acquaintances, but the movie definitely. How many times I got to see him and Dwayne Johnson together? All right, I'm I know. Okay, I know. This I is get ridiculous. That. There's a mutual respect. There's a real bond here. There's a bond between the old Kester and the Markster. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your guys' name? Yeah, that's, that's what we call I each like other. Hey, Monster, hey, Caster, right? Is that what we, right? Where it all comes from, I have no idea. <laughs> he just never. Caster and the Markster. Me time is not just for you, girl. I can see him doing Christmas Carol. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> exactly. Well, Kennedy, we hear that you sat down and had a little Jesus talk with the wonderful Regina Hall. You got to give us the tea on that one, too. Yes, ladies, Regina Hall was fabulous as usual, and we talked about how we all need to do a little honk for Jesus. Save our soul. Take a look. Yeah, I just, I grew up in a Christian church. For my role, I think just understanding the dynamic of church and seeing first ladies, but I don't know that I ever knew much about them. Any information I could find anywhere, I saw them having conversations, interviews with their husbands alone, separately with one another. Just anything that gave me insight into their own emotional and personal journey as a first lady. Ultimately, the most important relationship with God is your own. I agree, like even growing up in the South in a Southern Christian church as well, you don't get to hear much about the first lady's experience, what mm -hmm. she has to go through, or how she's the backbone of the church. So I'm excited to see that little comedic spin on it. It's insane to think about the responsibilities that they have because they teach the congregation as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think, and you support your husband and the decisions that he makes. And it can get a little rough in congregations as people are wanting, you know, the pastor to do something and the mm -hmm. first lady has to stand by her man and be like, <laughs> hold does. on now. A lot of people forget that they are human, so they are allowed to make the same mistakes that we make. They just know how to talk it through and like kind of navigate us through what we're going through. And it's mm -hmm. good to kind of get a glimpse of them instead of them kind of teaching. There right. is a scandal that happens oh. where mm -hmm. the pastor and first lady fall from grace. Yeah. And, you know, they invite cameras into their lives, kind of feeling like a reality TV sort of thing as wow. they try to ascend back to the pulpit. Mm -hmm. So we'll see their journey. We'll see her portrayal of a first lady. But I have to ask you guys, I mean, mm -hmm. if you were going through something major, um, a major scandal or something, would you invite cameras into your personal life? 
I would. <laughs> you would? I would, because I feel like as a woman, you got to be a woman of your word, a woman mm -hmm. of your actions. So anything I say or do, I can stand behind it, whether mm -hmm. it's a mistake or not. So I feel like with the cameras coming along, you'll see I am a real person. I do make mistakes just mm -hmm. like a normal person. And maybe, hopefully, you'll gain a little bit of more empathy. So, I mean, that's yeah. very non-traditional like to see yeah. pastors yeah. do that, but I would be No, I feel like it is traditional yeah. now. You got to think about mm -hmm. it. It's 2022. Everything that we do is kind of public. So it's like, mm -hmm. I, I, I think that if you did bring cameras in, it kind of shows that we are human instead mm -hmm. of this item or this thing are so perfect because right, yeah. social media only shows just that. I, think I gotta yeah. say no, mm -hmm. though. I wouldn't bring them in because with every camera, because it becomes a different opinion. And oftentimes, mm -hmm. you know, if you know you're truthful and you know you're honest, you don't need to prove that to anyone you else. Don't. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if you did, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. wow, they did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's 2022. I'd be like, oh, okay. Now I got a better glimpse. I well, better I, understand. Okay. Okay. I've had some opportunities to be on reality shows and for me, I mean, I've declined because I'm just so worried about how it'll be produced in the way that no, they can different. make you they into being it. the actual demon of the show. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of crazy facial expressions and I'm just telling you just one glimpse and a tease and like, oh, she's terrible. Yeah, right? Yeah. What about you, Kennedy Ruth? <laughs> I don't think I don't think so, ladies. <laughs> I like my private life uh, private, and I will keep it that way. We can show ourselves, but you saw a lot on the VMAs. Yes. Talk about who you saw, what you did, all the juicy, juicy details, <laughs> the convos you had. Well, yes. Akilah, wait, wait, and Akilah, I'm not going to lie. Let me get this in. You were okay. beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. That dress, that, that dress, dress the pink. Yes. You just look it very elegant. It was giving false beans. It was giving black girl yes. stuff. I know. Yes. Yes. You know, I always got to represent. Yes. <laughs> okay, ladies, I can't lie. I was feeling all the big energy on the red carpet. Even DJ Khaled was so excited, I barely got a word in. Take a look. <laughs> God did, though. God did. It's expected. God did. Revolt did. Pup did. Oh, you think it's a game, huh? God did out right now. The love is felt. I know you got questions, but I got I to gotta do my intro. They ain't believing us. God did. Revolt TV did. You know, Revolt is us. You know what I mean? So, you see, I was walking. They said, Revolt, I ran back. I ran back. Lotto, how does it feel to be here at the VMAs? I mean, I just feel like it keeps getting bigger and bigger for you. Bigger, no pun intended. Yes. <laughs> the biggest. Last year, I was um, debuting Big Energy. And now I'm, you know, full-time nominated. So, yes. you know. <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tell me what it was like to perform with Mariah at the beat. Like, that was a huge moment. Girl, I'm still, like, I'm still in shock. Like, people be asking me, and I just be like, like, sometimes I'll just watch the, uh, the little YouTube clip, and I'll be like, that's really me. Who haven't you gotten a chance to work with yet that you'd like to work with? You know, girl. None other than the Nicki Minaj. Yes. Can you hear that? Yes. 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 Yes.
would stop by and gave Revolt an exclusive shout out, mm -hmm. shouting out God Did, which is expected to debut at number one. You know he has crazy collabs, mm -hmm. Lil Baby Drake wow. and Jay-Z, which okay. people are really touting as one of the greatest rap verses of all time. So I was gonna ask y'all, whose verse on that song, on God Did, do you feel like was the one for you? It, it I was, know New was, York oh it in the building. It, yeah. oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> He mm -hmm. got five minutes and others yeah. get less. So, I mean, yes. it's yeah. hard, but at the same time, you touting billionaires. Yes. You saying you still corner boys in the corner office. Hey. Like, it was just, it was flavor in your ear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, coming up next, we sit down with Thomas Q. Jones, and he is bringing real big energy. All straight ahead, keep it locked for more Black Girl Stuff. My shooter's throwing a block party for me tomorrow night. You gonna roll through or? Your ass gonna be too busy making it rain. <laughs> that bitch rolling might have set you free, but she shut the club down. Won't be open for a minute. All right, so you can be my date then. I, oh, I'll see if I can move some things around. Yeah, I like it when you move your things around. Stuff while they moving things around. Our next guest <laughs> is not only taking over the pink, but he is also taking over our screens in his new TV series, Johnson. Welcome, Thomas Q. Jones. Welcome hey. to the BGS house. Hey. Welcome to the BGS house. Thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank so you so much for joining you. us. Yeah. Yes, and if y'all didn't already know, this man played 12 seasons in the NFL. Yeah. He retired among the top 25 leading rushers in NFL history. And you're part of the elusive 10,000-yard rushing club. Yeah. Yes, we got to talk about that. So, Thomas, was it hard to transition from your amazing career in the NFL into acting? I mean, what was that like? It wasn't that hard, actually. Um, you know, I played 12 years, and, and when I retired, I was just burnt out from football. I played football since I was an 8-year-old kid. And so um, it was like, what's next? And, and I kind of struggled a little bit, you know, for about two years. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have anything that I was as passionate about as I was with, with football. Um, but fortunately, I, I was able to bump into some really cool people, Clifton Powell and some wow. other actors. Yeah. And um, I ended up working on a small project in Miami with them. It took a small role, to be honest, just out of boredom. And uh, Cliff, after our scene, I played his nephew. He said, hey, you know, you have some raw talent. You need to pursue this. Nice. And so uh, I took him up on it, and, and I ended up getting an agent. And then that's when I was introduced to Hollywood. You know, I moved out to L.A. in 2014 uh, and then got into some acting studios. And... Um, now I'm here. That's awesome. I mean, look, hold on, your physique, though, right? I mean, 12 seasons in the NFL as a running back. Right. All right, so you're a big guy. <laughs> All right, did anybody ever try to box you in in Hollywood and just kind of, you know, stereotyping you to those kinds of roles? Or Most definitely. Mm -hmm. that, that's, well, you know, a lot of times if you're a bigger guy, um, they try to typecast you. And, and I played a love interest role. One of my first uh, big recurring roles was on Being Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. uh, and I played uh, Gabrielle Union's love interest. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I did it. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Long time ago. Okay. Um, but, you know, um, because I was a bigger guy and, and, and had a you know, muscular physique, sometimes people will definitely see you as one-dimensional. And I, I really played football. Um, so going into Hollywood, I thought about all this stuff. I'm like, listen, I've had a successful career. Are people going to really take me serious as an actor? 
Um, and if they are, what are some steps that I can do to help that? So mm -hmm. I added my middle initial to my stage name, oh, right. Thomas Q. Jones, Q. Jones right. to separate the football player from, from the actor. And it worked because most people didn't know Thomas Q. Jones <laughs> was the same Thomas Jones that played for the Jets or the Bears. And so when they saw me act, they were, you know, seeing me as an actor first. And then by the time they realized I was the same guy, they couldn't have, in, have, have had any preconceived notions on whether or not I'm a football player trying to act, you know? So it really, it really helped and, and, it, and it paid off. Um, but yeah, I mean, the transition was necessary for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, acting became therapeutic mm -hmm. after wow. playing in the NFL to, for 12 years. In order for you to get the amount of yards that you got, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. I know you're gonna bring that into it, because it says a lot about your character, Thank how you. hard you're willing to work. Well, let's get into this latest season of Johnson. We all know that the final episode is approaching, but what can we expect to see? And don't hold back either. Don't oh, hold man. back. No, no, don't no, hold back. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not going to hold back. Johnson, um, this season, season two of Johnson, has been incredible. Uh, the creator of the show, Deji LeRae, he's my producing partner. He also wrote all 10 episodes. Wow. We, we wanted to make sure that we were being very honest. It's a, it's a true dramedy TV series. It's hilarious. It's very funny. <laughs> as we approach the end of the season, the last two episodes, um, it might get a little uncomfortable for people because mm. it's so honest and real. And some of the best feedback that we get is that people watch it and they can relate. Or we just had the comments, or I just had that conversation, or right. I just went through that. Um, it's told from a black male POV, but also at the same time, the black uh, women characters on the show are equally as strong. Their narratives are equally as powerful. And it's a very, very balanced show. Let's get into these conversations. So clearly, you're at the BGS house. Yeah. Right. You kind of are kind of encroaching yourself in terms of our group chat, our girl chat. <laughs> yeah. So we need to do that right back to you. Like, okay. what, what are some of the conversations that, you know, black male groups, obviously in Johnson, and probably in your own life, what are some of the major male conversations like? What do y'all talk about besides us? <laughs> black men are... You know, we're simple and complex at the same time, just like black women are, mm, you know? Um, you know, we, we talk about, like you said, sports a lot. Because, yeah. um, you know, we all, as, as kids, grow up playing sports. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about, we do talk about things like politics. Um, we have conversations about religion and um, relationships. Um, and, and we really, truly confide in each other, you know? Um, black men um, are emotionally intelligent, you know? Um, I, don't, I know it doesn't seem like that and the narratives aren't out there that we are, but that's what our show Johnson uh, mm -hmm. is, is about, is showing emotionally intelligent men, understanding how to work their way through conflict, you know, taking time right. to, to think of the best reaction and responses um, as opposed to the, the typical violent response mm -hmm. or, um, you know, throwing your whole friend away. How do you work this brotherhood out, how you work this relationship well, out. Well, you're dispelling so, stereotypes yeah. of how black men have been portrayed in the media, but also on screen. Right. Usually you see black guy, muscular, oh, he's a mm -hmm. thug, we're gonna right. put him as a criminal. Well, oh, that's gosh. not what's happening on, on Johnson, Johnson, and right. it's a beautiful thing. Right. So talk more about that, and then, yes, we do want to know what black men <laughs> want from women. <laughs> and you're gonna get the you're right, yes. I'm coaching you right now. Before you talk about that, though, because I know recently <laughs> in the, the Breakfast Club, mm -hmm. you kind of spoke about what Demetria is saying, the idea that really shopping Johnson around was harder, mm -hmm. because, right. or you felt like it was harder because the topics were so positive, right? right. Like, mm -hmm, why do you mm -hmm. think Hollywood overall wasn't ready in 2017, right. <laughs> the way they seem to be ready in 2020 when you finally kind of was able to get that pilot off the ground? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a show like Johnson, where you're promoting positive black men, um, it, it hasn't been seen, mm -hmm. um, or, or at least not in, in a 
few years. You know, I, I think of the shows like Rock that was was out in the in the 90s. I mean, um, but I don't know any other Fresh TV shows Prince like of Bel-Air. That. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Because yeah. I, well, well, yeah, I looked at them like the right. father figure being there, right. just like Johnson, right, how you're right. showing that positivity and things like we that. We need to no, see more right. of it, though, you're and right. that's where Johnson comes in. And, yeah. what I'm, and what I'm saying, you're exactly right. What I'm saying is th those shows had elements mm -hmm. of it, yes. but, but it, the, the entire show wasn't told from the black male POV. Mm -hmm. So the four mm -hmm. leads are four totally different black men, different complexions, different energies, different essences. Um, and, and we're showing how we're not monolithic. Right. You know, right. We're very, very smart. Um, we're very vulnerable and complex. Um, and I don't think Hollywood, to be perfectly honest, thought women cared enough about what we as black men think. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it took a while to, to be greenlit. And Bounce immediately understood the value in the show. They understand the power dynamic between black men and black women and how powerful and strong we are to collectively and together. Right. But there is, you know, a divide if you pay attention to social media comment mm -hmm. sections. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we need <clears throat> each other. And, and, and to be honest, if we don't have open dialogue um, and open conversations about our conflicts and our differences, um, you know, there's no way that we can close, close the gap. And that's what Johnson mm -hmm. is, is there for. Right. I wanted to get into mental health awareness because mm. I read, you know, we do our research here mm -hmm. on BGS, right. but I read that you voluntarily went to, you know, get a therapist. I also have a therapist, right. but I want to know what does, because I want people to feel comfortable, more comfortable getting therapy, because like you said, a lot of, in the black community, most men just depend on that friend or church. Right. You know what right. I mean? And, and how important it is to get a therapist that is black or have similar right. values as you, because I have a black therapist and I made sure that she believed in Christianity or any type of religion, some type of religion that when I say something about God, you're not looking at me crazy. So how important is it to find a black therapist or does it not matter? Like, mm -hmm. what does it matter for, for a black man to seek therapy? I, I do, you know, I think therapy in, in the black community is, is, is taboo. Um, you know, I, I think we've been taught to, like you said, talk to a friend or, or go to the church. Um, but I do think it's also powerful to talk to someone with that, that doesn't know you, doesn't have any personal gain um, based off of, you know, besides you giving them money to listen right, and right. their advice. But, you know, more than likely, they're going to give you a very unbiased opinion and, and perspective. I think it's very important. And I also think it is important if you can... You know, when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Talk to someone that, that is, is, is in your community because black people have a very specific experience. For sure. Very specific experience. And not saying that anyone from any other culture can't connect or mm -hmm. can't relate, but at the same time, black people's experience is very, very specific and different. Sometimes I say being black is like a, a X Games. Right. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like playing, it's like X Games. It's like it's very specific. A lot of people don't understand our yeah. plight because they haven't been in, in yeah, our situation. So right. I do agree with you. You know, obviously a therapist in general is great for black men and black women to seek. But if you can find someone that's black, um, I think it would make the conversation a little bit easier.
Okay. Well, now that we've taken care of business, we've got some more issues that we want you to weigh in. Can you stick around with us for a little bit? Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll be right back with Thomas and a male perspective on what men really want. Ooh, free. Yes. Yeah, I'm ready. Listen, I came ready for war. There we go. don't need you for your money, they don't okay. care what you right, do. Right. So uh -huh. most of them don't want you to do anything. Uh -huh. really, you could be a waitress, they could care less. Right, really they important. have all the money. Well, welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Thomas Q. Jones was kind enough to stay with us for our BGS investigation. Yes. And to today's relationship standards. Now, Thomas, do you feel like black love is in a state of emergency? And if so, why? Um, what happened? I, I don't think black love's in a state of emergency. I think a lot of um, what's going on on social media is, you know, gaslighting. And, you know, um, I see black couples all the time that are in love. I see more black couples that are together than, than aren't together. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, I don't, I don't know all the statistics, but um, I do think the world of social media makes things a lot more dire than they really are. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's something a lot of people don't take in consideration. When, uh, when they're talking about these type of topics. So if you want black love, but you want it with a millionaire, mm -hmm. do you agree with what Shay Prime is saying? I, I don't, if you want black love, but you want it with a millionaire, then you, you, you don't truly want black love mm. to me. Okay. You want a black man with money okay. or a black woman with money. Mm. That's not black love. Black love is being equally yoked, supporting each other, providing for each other, um, understanding how important family structure is and having both parents in the home, um, raising your children, right. and, and helping add to our community. That's black love. morals and qualities. Because well, a lot of men are just doing situation. It seems like men aren't looking for the gold of marriage these days. They're, like, looking for experiences. That's what it seems like Generation Z is doing. Back in right. the day, we wanted to get married. We was told that, you know, look for that white horse carriage, all that. But, like, now I think it's like, oh, she looks good. I want to experience that. Having a situation where someone isn't contributing to my life, they're just there as a prop, it right. doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't. It doesn't mm -hmm. do anything for me. It's. 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 You know. I, I may as well have go buy another car. So, outside of the timelines, is there anything specifically you look for, or men seem to look for, when it comes to wanting someone that's in a situation, just wanting to stay in a right. situationship, or wanting to move out of it? Because I've been mm -hmm. in a ton of situationships, and I'm like, where can I exit? Right. <laughs> right. Right. How do I yeah. elevate? How do I elevate? Right. 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 <laughs> well, I think all you can do is be true to yourself. Um, and be honest. Mm. If you want to move in a certain direction with this person, you have to let the person know that. I think sometimes pride gets in the way of honesty, and then that that waste that 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 is part of you wasting your time with the person yeah. because mm -hmm. you weren't honest, you know. And and for men, a lot of times we don't even realize that we're moving from a situationship to a relationship because mm. we're just gradually and naturally evolving because that person is making us better. evolve yeah. and naturally making you better. It's, that's like that's that. what it is. It's a partnership. So yeah. I think, you know, love is, isn't as simple as people make, make it, you know. Um, I just really believe in letting things happen and being as honest as possible. And a lot of times, you know, <laughs> you know men get a lot of uh, the wrath for not being honest, but sometimes men might not know how to be honest depending on who their significant other is. Because sometimes men feel 
a little intimidated to be honest with women because we don't want to necessarily tell them what they don't want to hear or hurt their feelings. No, so that's what you know. say. No, before so we, before we jump it. that too, Wait. though, I want to make sure that we touch on social media one more time because right. you mentioned that there are a lot of characters that are out there that are potentially portraying experiences based on their own experiences, right? Right. We know the late Kevin Samuels is one that really talked a lot about high-value men and what they expect and what they want. Even though he has passed, I feel like his legacy lives on. I feel like every now and then we have people talking about the, the, the types of things, whether you see it as good or bad, right. that he talked about. Do right. you believe the same? Is there a difference in what a high-value man might want versus, let's say, the average man? And if there is, what are those differences? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the differences are. At the end of the day, I think most men just want peace. They want peace. They want um, to feel loved. They want to feel listened to, appreciated. Mm. I think that's what all men want at, at, at some point in a relationship. Do you think you, know? you can get that from a high-value woman? When you put value, value isn't the money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just okay. the money. The money's just the money. The value is the person mm -hmm. and what they bring to your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the disconnect is. The disconnect is the person and the value they bring versus the bank account and the and the value that brings. High earning versus high, high value. value. <laughs> that's different. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes, high right. earning, high value. Those are two totally different situations. Exactly. And you can't mix the two because if you do, you're you're destined for failure in relationships. Well, there are yes. a lot of women out there that are seeking high-earning men. And I need you, we talking about being honest, I need you to keep it a buck with me because I go back and <laughs> forth with my homegirls all the time about if you are searching for a high-earning man, do you feel like you should be open to or accept that you have to share that high-earning man with multiple women? Well, it depends huh. on what they want out of that relationship. Yeah. If you want a high-earning man, then you're not looking for love. Okay. Right? Why so, not so, well, I'm, well, well, I'm not saying you don't want love, yeah. but I'm saying if you're putting. High earning the, top on the list. Right. If that's the first thing over the actual person and how he makes you feel, then to me, personally, I don't think you're truly looking for love. You're, oh, looking, that's a good for, point. you're looking for what can be provided for you. And if that's the case and then that's the situation, then more, more likely than not, that man doesn't value you the same way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which leads to him being open to other options because he's feeling like this isn't real anyway. Okay. You so know? when you think about That's what's real, when you're dating or when black men are dating, how do y'all evaluate a woman's emotional intelligence? Or if she's ready, do you be like, oh, she crazy? Like, how do you know? <laughs> what are the signs to yeah. say, like, she's emotionally intelligent enough to date me and or ready to date anybody? And if that's even yeah. important. You know, in regards to women being um, emotionally intelligent, I think, you know, it's it's gauging her her honesty, you know? Gauging how she communicates, if she says what she really means or if she expects you to understand without her telling you. God tweeted this, and I was like, black men, what do y'all feel like y'all need from black women right now? Whatever it is, I want to know what you think. And to answer your question, it's actually listening. Yeah. Okay. Not, not listening for what you want to hear, but listening for what I actually said. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, because if you're listening for what you want to hear, then you may as well not ask me. Selective yeah. hearing. Right, because you're still going to treat me the same way. Mm -hmm. You scanning you know? for your pieces that match your idea in your head or the scenario you already got in your head when you should be listening to hear and understand. Right. This is amazing. I feel like we started this knowing or feeling like we just misunderstood men. So you really clarified it and you clarify it so much more 
on Johnson. Thank you again for stopping by the BGS house. You can catch all new episodes of Johnson on Bounce TV, airing every Sunday at 8 p.m. Plus, catch him on P-Valley, still streaming on Stars. Yes. Coming up next, the BG Boss of the Week. We'll be right back. Hey, yo, mom, do you think we can get some McDonald's on the way home? Boy, well, you, you got, got McDonald's, McDonald's money. money. music mogul Rihanna, who was always making big boss moves. Just when we thought she couldn't do any more, she fooled us all. Okay. Rihanna, bad gal Riri has announced that Fenty hair is on the way. The new line is reported to include shampoo, hair relaxing, and even hair glitter. I want some of that. I want some of that. <laughs> I mean, and hold on, she even has included medicated hair care products along with hair growth stimulants. It seems there's not much Rihanna can't do. Now we just need a new album and we'll be good. Well, she hates that, you guys. She, she hates that. Our edges. Now she's going to help our edges grow back. BG Boss has really been cashing out. <laughs> Let us she know. has been, and speaking of, bitch better have my money, okay? <laughs> my BG Boss of the week is none other than Kiko Davis, the only black female bank owner and operator in the United States. Cha-ching! Okay? <laughs> She's the majority stockholder of the 10th largest bank in the country, First Independence Bank. She took the initiative to make sure that her black-owned institution is a reflection of the culture. She makes it known that her superpower is the courage to inspire black women. Ms. Davis, we thank you for the deposits we've made for all the black girls around the country. That's right. That's real, y'all. Right. It's okay. important to bank black, too. Okay, so it I is. I have a black bank. If y'all got one, okay. if y'all don't got one, get one. Okay, get ready. First independence, right? Okay. <laughs> First independence. <laughs> yes, I love that confidence is her superpower. All that's right. real black girl that's stuff. Right. All right. Yes, and that's all the show for now. Thanks again to all of tonight's guests, Thomas Q. Jones, and of course, BG's own Kennedy Rue for highlighting her chronicles with Kevin Hart. Hart and DJ Khaled. Another oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, God, God did. Right. Revolt did. God did. did. BGS did. Chairman, we like to get in our bag, stay in our bag. Check us out doing the latest viral challenge. Hashtag gotta move on. Okay, y'all, let's show them how it's done. Hey, Don't forget to tag us in your videos. Bye. Okay. Six, five, six, seven, eight. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. 
or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.